The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good morning, and thank you for joining host Cheryl Esposito for an intriguing hour of Leading Conversations. Each week, Cheryl brings together big thinkers to the Voice America Business Channel. Now here's your host, Cheryl Esposito. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito. Today, my guest is Deborah Rosman. Debbie is president and co-CEO of Quantum Intech Incorporated, which is the parent company of an organization called HeartMath. We'll be talking a lot about that. She is trained as a psychologist and has practiced as a psychologist and moved her experience and her knowledge in the field of human behavior into something quite fascinating surrounding the whole concept of heart intelligence. Debbie, welcome to Leading Conversations. Well, thank you so much, Cheryl. I'm delighted to be here. It's great to have you. Where are you today? I'm sitting in my office in Boulder Creek, California, which is about 45 minutes south of San Jose and 30 minutes north of Santa Cruz for people who wonder. It is a beautiful spot. I have been there. You are in the middle of the mountains and lots of gorgeous pine trees and Redwood just, trees, redwood trees. Sorry, well, yeah, yeah. redwood forest. Sorry, got to get that right. It is redwood trees, and they're gorgeous, and the air just smells so sweet. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that, yeah. Mm-hmm. It must be a nice place to uh, go to work every day. Oh, it's wonderful. It's just beautiful. I mean, the fact that we're located right near Silicon Valley and we're the best-kept secret in the area mm. makes it very exciting. That's really true. You are a good secret. I think more people need to know about what you guys do, and Mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons why I'm excited that you're here with us today. So, Debbie, let's talk a bit about, um, first of all, back way up in your life, and, you know, you were trained to be a psychologist. Mm -hmm. What made you decide to go into that field? Well, it's really interesting. I was in high school, and I wanted to know what it was that made me tick and others tick. I was just really interested in that. I always kind of knew I was here to serve in some way, and the best service I could see was to really understand what I was about and what people were about. And I went to the University of Chicago, it was the best school I could find in the country for psychology, and I was studying attitude change theory, you know, how do I change my attitudes, how do others change attitude, what's it about, and that's how it got started. Mm-hmm. And so then you, did you go directly into private practice? No, I didn't. I ended up um, really looking more for searching meaning after that. This was in the late 60s, and I came out to California where all the new humanistic psychology was starting and gestalt therapy, and it was all very exciting changes from the traditional psychoanalytic model going on. 
And so I explored that a lot, got involved in yoga and meditation way back then to and wrote a paper on, on search of self. And then I had, you know, some internal awakenings that I really wished I had learned how to meditate as a child because it would help me, I figured, as I grew up, stay more centered and create attitudes and behaviors that would be more positive that I wouldn't have to spend 20 years undoing by not having those those. You know, yeah. so I wrote a book on meditating with children and got my doctorate in child psychology, basically awareness development in children. So I took that track. Well, and so are you saying that you can actually teach kids to meditate? Well, that's what I was doing back in the 70s, absolutely. I mean, they're wow. basic skills that give them the ability to stay centered in their heart and connected with who they are and really regulate or manage their emotions you know, I, I love that because I have I have said for many years in my work in executive coaching and um, working with CEOs and senior leaders around the world, I have said, you know, if some of these things that we are teaching to execs, teaching them today at this stage in their life, if they were taught this when they were kids, there would be no need for executive coaches. And, you know, that actually would be a good thing. Um, I love my work. I absolutely love my work. But when you think about how much easier life is when you apply skills like you are speaking about, um, self-awareness, um, deep focus, etc., how much easier life becomes with that. You know, it, it is fascinating to me that we as a world society in general do not consider this important as people are growing up. Do you think that's going to change? Oh, definitely. It's already changing. Uh, it has to do with awareness and levels of consciousness, levels of awareness. I mean, parents or, and adults who are conscious and aware, just like you're saying, the common sense of learning these basic skills, let's say self-regulation or self-management uh-huh. as yeah. a child, and because children are coming to school now less emotionally ready to learn than when even when we were children because of the craziness of our world today and the stress and the chaos going on around them. So it's common sense that people are waking up to, and it's happening. There's more of this happening in schools. Heart Math has programs for called Heart Smarts for educators, and we're in over a 1,000 schools just in the United States. So we have a whole curriculum pre-K through college, and we're not the only ones. So it's going to be a few years, but it's just the evolutionary imperative. If people grow more aware and more intelligent, these things just become obvious. So talk to me a bit about Quantum Intech Incorporated. You are president and co-CEO. You are a, a woman in a very high-level leadership role, um, and there's a lot of conversation these days about women in leadership and why that matters. What is your perspective on that? On women in leadership? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I think that there's all about internal, first, within ourselves, our own inner male-female balance. And that's what gives us access to our authentic self and our real true empowerment and becoming who we really are. That's the internal leadership that activates our higher potential 
mentally, emotionally, physically, intuitively, and improves quality of life, relationships, and everything else. And we do. So in a boardroom or in a company or in any organization, that male-female balance is really needed. And so it's been very skewed in our society with men in leadership positions and very few women, and it really needs to have 50-50 or thereabouts. And so I think that women having the opportunity to excel in all the skills that they possibly want to and can is as important as men. It's, it just is a process that uh, is unfolding in our societies that happens more and more. And so there's a lot of conversation about, um, you know, feminine leadership qualities mm-hmm. that may or may not be gender-based. Right. Um, and then there's the conversation about opportunities for women, uh, the gender of women, um, that have been um, less available in the past than they may, might be now, and that the balance for both of those things, right, right. the balance to have more women actually in um, leadership roles, and then the balance of bringing more of the feminine qualities in leadership into organizations. Um, and I'm wondering, is there, does it, is there an assumption that, do you think there's an assumption that um, women actually demonstrate those feminine qualities in leadership more than men? Is this something innate? Well, I think women have, being in a female body, have more of the innate, natural, nurturing qualities that are associated with motherhood and also how we're brought up in society. So I think women have a more closer connection naturally to their heart, to their intuition, to their feeling empathetic for others. Uh. And that's not doesn't have to be gender-based, but it is culturally and biologically the more of that tendency. So those qualities are essential for effective leadership and effectiveness in business. And men in our society have been brought up more with the assertive, uh, aggressive qualities of get ahead and the structural capacities that are more innate to um, what male occupations and male tendencies have been. But, you know, I want to emphasize that we all people have both inside and the true, you know, authentic individual is one who has a good balance of both. There's plenty of what I call top-heavy women who are more male energy-focused and driven, thinking that's the way to get ahead and feel out of balance. To me, it's not as much about work-life balance as it is about our internal male-female balance. And when those two polarities operate together, a third force is created where we're really more enlightened, more aware, more intuitive, and we can move between our more male side and our female side within ourselves. And that's the next level of human development. So we need both, but yes, women have naturally more of the feminine qualities. So that leads us to the conversation about what your organization offers. Mm -hmm. So go ahead. No, no, go ahead. So Quantum Intech 
Inc., which is the parent company of many of the elements we're going to talk about today, um, parent company of HeartMath, parent company of the Institute of HeartMath. Is that true? Is that right? Not exactly, um, but it's complicated, so I'll explain it. Okay. Institute of HeartMath <laughs> is, a, is a nonprofit research, 501c3 research education company, and that's how HeartMath started. Uh-huh. And then uh, we developed uh, a for-profit company to take our research results into training programs to help people learn to access more of their own heart's intelligence, which is a synchronizing factor of all the other types of intelligence in the human system, and be able to uh, use that heart's intelligent access to improve health, performance, productivity, leadership, uh, you know, higher skills. And that was HeartMath LLC, so there was the nonprofit and the for-profit HeartMath. Uh-huh. And then we developed the technology company, Doc Childry, the co-CEO, who's the founder of HeartMath, wanted to take this incredible research and the tools and techniques that were based on the research of looking at the physiology, the psychophysiology of how heart and brain communicate with each other, and when they're in sync you can actually measure when they're in sync and when we are accessing more of this higher potential, higher capacity. And so he wanted to develop some computer-based programs where people can actually see that in real time based on heart rate variability feedback. So we started Quantum Intech, standing for Quantum Intuitech or Inner Technology, as a C-Corp. And we took an investment to develop a whole engineering group and technology company and then uh, that company acquired HeartMath LLC. So there's really just two companies. There's the nonprofit and the for-profit HeartMath. Got it, got it. So, you know, it's pretty fascinating to me that um, this whole concept of emotional physiology, mm-hmm. um, it really supports what I believe that, you know, our emotions are imprinted in our physiology, and if we are not aware of that, then it definitely plays with us consistently and can interfere with our success, can support our success. You know, it really is something that is required for us to stay in touch with. The um, tools that you all have developed fascinate me. And even in this this high-tech age, there are people who nod their head and go, yeah, well, that's interesting, but aren't too sure that, you know, this can really make a difference. Talk to us about some of those tools. Well, the techniques that were developed are the tools. There's a number of them. But they basically teach people how to get their heart and head in sync so that they have more access to their own intuition where the right and left hemispheres of the brain are synchronized, where they, you know, their capacities for shifting out of a stress response quicker mm-hmm. so you can come back to center quicker. These are all, and they're, very, they're all scientifically validated research-based tools based on uh, emo- human physiology, emotion physiology, like you're saying, and then we developed a technology called the M-Wave, which is both a portable version and a desktop version, and to be able to see, people to see when they are in this state of, actually it's called internal coherence, in real time, when their heart rhythms 
are in this synchronized, coherent mode. That's when we know the brain rhythms are synchronized to it. So they can really retrain their emotional physiology to have that as a new baseline and have more resilience, be able to emotionally regulate and manage the stress response, not just to feel better, that's important, but also to have access to their higher cortical functions, their executive functions, the frontal lobes, and not have to be constantly battered around by our emotional habits. I love the M-Wave. I have my own little Mm M-Wave, and it is fascinating to me to watch myself be able to um, affect how much coherent, how close into coherence I can get myself, mm-hmm. and you know between the breathing and the, and the heart rate and the focus, and I just um, and I know that the one I have is pretty simple, and that there are um, you have even even more um, complex tools, right? Yes, you have probably the little portable M-Wave. That's right. That's right. right. And we have now the M-Wave 2 where that portable M-Wave actually has a USB connection. It syncs to your computer where you can actually visualize and see a lot more of the graphs and the analysis of what's happening and the data stored in the portable, which basically shows you, you know, the portable shows you a colored light, red when you're yes. not in sync, blue when you're halfway there, and green when you're in high coherence. And then it gives you a you know, training CD of how to do that. And we have the M-Wave desktop, which is used by a lot of families and health professionals. It's multi-user, and it's got games in it which operate on your emotional control, and it's used by schools to train. And then we have a brand new one that we just released for iOS devices. So we call it the Inner Balance Trainer, and you can get the same functionality as the M-Waves, and you can get that at heartmath.com, any one of them, or see the comparisons of them. But what this does is operates with your iPhone or iPad or iPod Touch so that you have a sensor that plugs into the charger port, and then you clip it to your ear, and you download from iTunes the free app and shows you the same thing. And, and it all is going to soon sync to the cloud where you'll get, uh, you know, sort of like your emotional fitness points like you do in these other fitness activity monitors to really encourage you to create a new baseline. Well, and that actually is the one I have. So I have been able to use mine with my iPhone mm, cool. um, when I am traveling, which I do a lot. And I'm in my hotel room, and I'm, you know, wanting to relax a bit. And and for me, um, you know, when I first acquired this, I didn't think about it in terms of this is a way to relax. I thought of it as, well, let's see how I'm doing. And then going through it and the breathing and the slowing my breathing and realizing that, oh, this is actually relaxing me. That's interesting. So I think that it, you know, not only is it giving me feedback immediately, but um, it is allowing me to take the time to do what, you know, sometimes I think things like, oh, I don't have time to meditate. I don't have time Uh to sit here. I don't have time to relax. And... Interestingly enough, through the act of, quote, doing something, it's actually giving me the benefit of that, right? It's really cool. Exactly. Well, what's really interesting is the state of relaxation it takes you to. 
is not the sort of don't feel like doing anything dissociated relaxation state, which is also very beneficial, but we aren't high-performing when we're that type of relaxed. Right. Coherence is a relaxed, totally relaxed state, but it's very present and very aware. So it's synchronizing the hemispheres and the heart and brain, and you're actually relaxed and awake at the same time. So it's a state that a lot of athletes training. It's like a zone training, getting in a zone for high performance that your system's relaxed, but you're really alert. And that is a state you can train yourself to have, get back to more frequently. And that's why we call it the inner balance trainers, because pretty soon you're going to be, as you do this, you're repatterning your circuitry to come back to that state as more naturally and normally, and it's very regenerative and builds resilience as well as that sense of well-being. Well, and that has been my experience. I love it. Mm -hmm. So we're going to take a break, and we have more to talk about with Deborah Rothman. We come right back. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexasaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. Wealth Solutions for the 99% is a weekly talk show focused on helping you develop and execute a game plan to build wealth. Your host, Paul LaJoy, who built a $50 million plus company in less than five years, believes it's impossible to be poor in America, and he'll show you why with his innovative strategies. The show is upbeat, fun, and informative. Tune in every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. Do you, like most Americans, spend the majority of your life at work? Are you making it the joy that it deserves to be, or are you feeling drained and unfocused? Tune in to A Great Place to Work with hosts Kurt Kaufman and Dr. Kathy Sorensen. Your hosts have more than 30 years of experience in workplace consulting and are ready to bring you the secrets and success stories of businesses who are making their business a great place to work. Listen every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and enjoy a better workplace and a better life. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. 
Welcome back to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito with my very special guest today, Deborah Rosman. So, Deborah, you've been explaining to us some of the tools that have been developed by Quantum Intech and HeartMath. And, you know, I love the idea that um, the tools actually repattern our behavior. I love when you said that because it's not creating a dependence on a tool. It's actually creating a way for us to shift our experience. Precisely. And to open ourselves to our higher capacities so that we really are more enabled and empowered to take charge, do what we couldn't pull off before in terms of Mm. some behavior change. It powers us up and gives us a clarity of what to do. And so you're doing it. It's not the tool doing it. It's giving you right. feedback and giving you the access to that part of yourself. Right, right. So what it, you've worked with leaders around the world mm-hmm. in various capacities. And, um, you know, what kinds of feedback do you get from them when they try this? Oh, I mean, the improvements in everything from how they sleep at night and how they can cut through in decisions that are saving so much time and energy to improving their relationships with others, their increased compassionate connectivity with others and understanding what would be appropriate in the situation. I mean, it's just global shift that happens as people connect with and access the side of themselves. It's truly accessing your inner leader. And that's not conceptual. That's completely connected to who you really are. And we all have that within ourselves. So say more about that, your, your inner leader. Sure. I mean, we all have the ability to connect with a part of ourselves that we hit and miss connect with often in life which is really giving us that clear inner guidance that's based upon the collection of what we've learned, Mm. the inner wisdom we have, plus accessing a field of information that is reflective of our higher consciousness, our higher intelligence that sees a bigger picture. And we want to be able to move in that bigger picture and yet be really anchored and connected with people and, you know, Work, get the job done right here and now. And so that is within every human being. And that's, to me, what authentic leadership is, is when we come from our most uh, aligned and empowered state of being, where we have that heart connection and that clarity, mental clarity. So that's the first thing first. The first relationship or the first leadership is within ourselves. It activates our executive functions in the frontal lobes of the brain, which is a true leadership center that makes choices about what's appropriate in a given situation. And that, to me, is one of the highest uh, reflections of a true leader, is being able to know what's appropriate for any given situation. Well, you know, there's been... Well, obviously for the last few years, so much controversy about leaders and the way
way they run companies and the decisions they make and who they um, care about and who they are um, placing first. What what are they valuing? You know, are they valuing um, the the concept of stock value versus people value? And you know, there's leaders these days don't have a, a very good reputation. The whole idea of how CEOs run organizations, there isn't a lot of trust in them. And, you know, I, you and I have had conversations in the past about how leaders have to find their heart. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I think that that's what we call it, heart intelligence, because so much conditioning in our society about find your heart sounds like it's soft and mushy and weak. And truly, the heart is being uncovered and discovered by science only in the last 20 years. Far more than a blood pump or far more than this sentimental place that poetry or spirituality has unfortunately sometimes given it. In context, the heart is really the center core of being as a intrinsic brain. There's a little nervous system in the heart that was only discovered in the 1990s. The heart actually is giving more signals to the brain and the head telling the brain what to do than the other way around. We always used to think the brain controls the heart. And the heart is really picking up information from the whole body and from other people energetically. And it's actually conveying a lot of information to the brain and the head. So when this heart is out of sync with the brain, when our own feelings are saying, ah, maybe we shouldn't do this, and our head is driving ambitiously, saying, no, that's what leadership is, conceptually, or, you know, how I get judged or how I get uh, paid, that out of syncness creates actually a cortical shutdown where we don't have access to our higher intelligence. When the heart and brain are in sync, we have access to our higher intelligence, and that's what we call heart intelligence. So it becomes imperative that leaders connect with that if they truly want to lead in their organizations in a way that's going to benefit the whole. If you're just ambition-driven or short-term stock-driven, then there's going to be feedback around. It's going to create all sorts of negative backwash, which is what we see in society. And so what is the driver? Is it money? Is it reputation? Is it ambition? Uh-huh. And, you know, you can, you know, people are leading so-called their organizations in whatever direction, but I wouldn't call that true leadership. Uh-huh. You know, it occurs to me that um, the more that would happen with a person, the more that they are not paying attention to their own knowing or their own intuition, the more they will, or the less they will trust themselves. You know, it seems like their whole system would begin to not trust the decisions that are being made by this person. I think that's a very astute perception. They, if you keep compromising your own intuition then you start to block it off. You don't even have access to it anymore. And then you start running on raw nerve energy and on what other people's expectations are. And that stress can be overwhelming in terms of health problems, relationship problems. That's what we see, too, in people. 
Well, that's really fascinating. So when I think about that and I think about now, so where would I want our leaders, leaders in our political system, leaders in our multinational corporations, leaders who are running um, entrepreneurial companies that are going to shift the way we live our lives, where would I want them to be? Well, that's an easy answer. (laughs) I would really want them to be in line and in sync with their heart. I would want them to be making almost what I would call whole being decisions, right? Exactly. Exactly. Right. I mean, that's what we would all want, and I can think of, if you ask most people, they'd say, yeah, that's what we want, so why don't we have it? Because we reward the other. And uh, it'll change. It'll change. I'm very, not only just optimistic, I have a clear perspective that the younger generations, it's becoming more and more obvious. People are thinking more in terms of the whole and the planet. We're so interconnected that it's becoming more and more obvious that you do something out of alignment here, it's going to affect something else there. No? Well, you know, that makes so much sense. And I'm wondering about the generations and the perceptions, um, you know, about the use of tools like this. With the younger generation, you know, being digital natives, right, Mm -hmm. coming coming out of the womb knowing how to use an iPad. Um, And I, I think, gee, they must be so receptive to the kind of tool that the M-Wave is or the Inner Balance Trainer is, are you finding that? Tremendously receptive when they are exposed to it and understand what it can do for them. And they enjoy using it. They enjoy the games. They want more. Um, It's just that it's a transition period going on right now where schools don't have the funds to provide that. Mm. Parents don't necessarily know about it enough to provide it. And the culture is in a transition. Mm. The workplaces are adopting it more because of lower. It, it helps lower health care costs and improve productivity. But it's a transition process to have that become a obvious core value that is a must-have instead of a nice-to-have. Mm. What do you think the tipping point will be, you know, where, where is the, or maybe let me ask it a different way, what, where's the lever to push so that this suddenly has so much exposure mm-hmm. and exposure to the right people or the right group so that it, it does hit a tipping point and people say, oh yeah, that's what you know, that's what that is, and that's what I use, and that's how I understand myself better. What has, where is that? Do you have any idea where that is? You know, that's what our company keeps searching for. <laughs> you know, we're in multiple markets creating incredible outcomes with pre and yeah. post assessments, and the benefits are so clear from education to, you know, corporate wellness to leadership to health and general well-being mm-hmm. from and we keep saying, well, what's going to be the market that it penetrates all the way through that will then ignite the other markets? We thought it was sports performance for a while because there's mm-hmm. a lot of motivation to do that. Sure. But, um, 
that's interesting is technology and sports performance has not really taken off. Technology is taking off now with the iPhone, with the activity monitors, like uh, people using whether it's Fitbit or something else, you know, to be able to self-monitor their physical health and their calories and how many steps they take. And I think that as we become, have our, you know, patented uh, algorithms for internal coherence embedded more in those in, in those vehicles as well as our own, I think that is going to be where it takes off socially, social media virally, and people go, wow, this is a huge add-on, you know, something for emotional regulation and emotional behavior change that I can right. add to all these other things, I think is going to be where the tipping point will be. Right. You know, that makes me think about... Um when you talk about emotional regulation and, and really understanding oneself. And I think sometimes when I look at um, clients who are in the tech industry and people who are developers and people who spend a lot of time staring at the screen, um, you know, I think for some of them, they're really not very in touch with their emotional self. And they typically, they have a reputation of not having high social skills. And that part of the reason why um, things like Facebook and text messaging, et cetera, are so comfortable in that world is because they don't have to face the emotional moment, right? When they are saying something to somebody via text or via Facebook, they don't have to be in real conversation. What is your perspective on that? I think there's a real danger that we have here. I'm, I'm you know, again, when I say danger, I'm, I think it's going to turn around because it dries up in relationships when people are always buried in a screen and relate mm-hmm. to each other from a screen. Uh, the juice goes out, and yeah. so there has to be balance, and we're bringing up children and our adult lives are living in a screen most of the time, which is very head, brain, mind engaged, mm. which is developing certain neural networks, but you've got to have a heart or life doesn't feel good and it's not worth living and it doesn't feel fulfilling and you're not connected with others. Yeah. So you know, the quality of heart connection, the quality of Facebook connection, the quality of life is going to become more and more important. And you know what brings people to that is stress. You know, finally something hurts so bad that you choose something else. And that is where our society is starting to wake up because more and more people are waking up to the need for more heart connection. They're waking up for the need to bond more. I mean, social media is creating within itself more heart-based communications, more genuine communications because of the need for it. So I think it'll come to balance at some point, but right now it's uh, a problem when people are just buried in the screen and not developing their, whether they're children or adults, their their real heart connection with others. Well, you know... um... There's a whole other part of this that, as I look at some of this generation and these 
companies where, you know, especially entrepreneurial companies that are developing new um, tools, digital tools, and mm-hmm. et cetera. And we don't often see a lot of women in them. And I want to talk to you about that. First, we have to go to break. So we'll be right back. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Everybody needs expert advice when they look to develop their personal brand. Join Rochelle McCrary for The Leader and the Muse. Rochelle and her guests will bring you practical tips and tools to help you build your brand in ways that propel you into greater personal and business success. For strategies, stories, and much more, tune in to the Voice America Business Channel every Friday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Leader and the Muse. And get ready to take your brand to the next level. Are you an entrepreneur that wants to achieve more, not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways? Listen for Be More, Achieve More, inspiration for the entrepreneurial mind. With host Chris Cooper, you'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. These people are making a difference and will help give you the motivation and insight to achieve more. Be More, Achieve More can be heard live Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. Welcome back to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito with Dr. Deborah Rosman, President and Co-CEO of Quantum Intech Incorporated. So we've been having a fascinating conversation, Debbie. I just love what you guys are doing at Quantum Intech and with HeartMath. You know, we were talking about um, the importance of the heart of leadership and as I think about some of the young companies today, the startups, the entrepreneurial organizations that are really shaping kind of how we live our lives, um, what I notice is that the percentage of women inside these companies is pretty low. And the percentage of um, startup CEOs, entrepreneurs is pretty low. And I'm wondering what your perspective is on that. 
Well, I think it's partly a reflection of the fact that most people going into engineering or into computer sciences are male, and that's part of the conditioning of our society, Uh you know, as well as the fact that the, the male part of ourselves is more tended towards, you know, structural um, thinking in that way. And again, I just say whether a woman or a man, that's it, that tends to be more of the natural tendency of being in a male body. But yeah. I think that what we're also seeing is that there is a need in all of our endeavors to have more of this, back where we started this conversation today, Cheryl, this internal male-female balance. And if you notice, some of these organizations are starting to hire women in very senior positions, whether Mm -hmm. it's as CEO or they're really uh, another C-level position where they're really becoming more of a spokesperson for the company. Um, That's happening. And I think yeah. there's a recognition that it, there's an unfoldment happening that we need more of this male-female balance. On the other hand, um, women are only now beginning to... There's more women in college now than men. So women are beginning mm-hmm. to move into more influential roles in society. It's going to take time. Well, it always does, doesn't it? Well, you know what, the other um, trend that I have noticed is that, um, you know, most of the clients that I have in the executive coaching arena and and have had for years, most of them are men. Mm-hmm. And I would say that the primary reason for that is that um, there are more men in pure numbers in higher leadership roles mm-hmm. than women. Mm-hmm. And... Um, what I find is that the people I work with, whether they are male or female, are really hungry for connecting with themselves. They're really hungry yeah. for understanding the human condition uh-huh. and that when they get it and when they have tools to use and when they can really do mm-hmm. um, some deep reflection things shift in their life and yeah. not only in their leadership or the way they um, work in an organization, but they shift in all areas of their life. Right. And so, you know, I, I've always found this conversation about gender, male, female, uh, interesting because, uh, you know, my... Even though the conversation today may sound like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of moving one way or the other, but I, I have never believed that it's actually only a woman's, um, women don't have the corner on the market and, on these leadership qualities that we're saying we need in the organizations. Um, I, I think that even if someone has a tendency to nurture they may not know what to do with that inside of an organization or in a workplace. So it needs to be taught and it needs to be understood in a different way. I I am fascinated with this whole idea that a tool like this that you're talking about, the tools that you guys create, can help whoever this person is, male, female, um, to 
be more real, to be more present, to be more effective in all areas of their life. What kind of feedback are you getting from those who use this? Just what you're saying. I mean, it is global in every area of your life once people are connected more with themselves. Their true heart, their true heart brain capacities that are in sync, and every aspect of their life improves. Their intelligence improves. Again, why we call it heart intelligence. They feel better. They're more aligned. They're healthier. They're, they have a different worldview. And I think that's really what we're talking about is what is the world view? Because yeah. whether we're nurturing, whether we're creative, whether we're, you know, initiative and get things done, um, it's still about what is the world view behind it all. Mm, right. You know, there's been a lot of research that's done around people who uh, move into the C-suite and specifically into CEO roles. And one thing that shows up consistently is that um, people in those roles tend to be highly optimistic. They tend to believe that um, not only can the world be a better place, but that they can actually make a difference in that world. And, you know, I, I wonder about how this, how the work that you're doing can influence that. Can, you know, if someone is not sure about whether they can make a difference, can this help that? Well, absolutely. I mean, again, um, when you are getting clearer in yourself and you're more aligned with what your heart's direction is or purpose is, you can unfold more of your understanding, both with the bigger worldview of what's going on, but also your part in it, where you can be most contributory. You know, what would be most effective? And I think there's examples of CEOs who have that sense of direction, that sense of knowing who they are and what their biggest contribution to the world is, and they're in a position now of power and authority where they can make that. That's what's exciting about being in the CEO role. If you don't have that, it's not as... It, 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 it's, you, you know, I don't know what you're doing. So to me, a CEO in that role is one who has vision and a sense of direction and inspiration for others because they are a leader who knows where they want to go and where they're going that, you know, inspires others to go with them. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're just, uh, you know, a leader who is just uh, driving things towards an objective of selling more widgets or making more money, and it, it, it falls short of the potential. So what is your vision for yourself? Hmm. To keep growing and unfolding in who I am and in our, my connection with life and what I see life is all about and then have my work, my leadership, be a reflection of that, um, which I think it always is ultimately, but very consciously and intentionally is my vision for myself. And the world is going through a tremendous change. The whole planet is shifting from my view and there's no real predictability of what's going to be around or what's going to happen two years from now or three years from now. We have, you know, trajectories we can look at, you know, but as far as predictability, 
it's changing so fast, which is very exciting, or it can be very fearful for some people because, you know, traditionally you run a company based upon vision and strategy to achieve that vision, and there's a lot of predictability, or at least more than there is now. And so I like the challenge of keeping my finger on the pulse with my other peers as far as predictability and helping to drive or lead the company in a direction that's going to bring, for me, these tools and technologies to millions of people and have it become socially viral, that heart-connected living is what it's about. That's where we're headed as a society because that's what opens up our next level of intelligence and ability to create a better future. I love that. You know, that, 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 living. Yeah, that's, that's where I see me going. That's a great vision, Deborah. I can support that. <laughs> <laughs> I know you can do that because um, you're already making that happen and mm-hmm. living it full out. It's just so great to see. So we are coming to the close of the show. I can't believe it already. And I know people are going to want to know more about you and know about, about more about the products and quantum and tech and heart math. How can they do that? They can go to www.heartmath.com, H-E-A-R-T-M-A-T-H.com. They can click on About Us. They can click on the products which we're featuring right now, the technology. They can click the training. We actually have certification programs for people who want to become add heart math coaching and the tools and get certified and learn how to do that to their own coaching practices or their own uh, bring it into their companies for their own you know, leadership training or bring it in their companies for um, health and wellness, corporate health. I mean, there's just lots of applications if they go to the website they can click on research to learn the research underpinnings of all this and and see what the options are there's lots of uh, downloadable webinars and other free services as well there as books and lots of stuff that's great Deborah it's been great to have you here today on leading conversations I am so honored to know you and to be able to see the evolution of your work and to experience you standing in your truth it is really a gift to all of us. Thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you so much, Cheryl. I've really enjoyed it, and I appreciate the work you're doing, and and uh, hope all your listeners gain some benefit from this. I know they will. So remember, everyone, to think big. The world could be a better place because of a conversation that matters. This is Cheryl Esposito. Thank you for spending this hour with Cheryl Esposito and Leading Conversations. You can listen live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you have a question or comment for Cheryl, please email her at leadingconversations at alexaconsulting.com. That's L-E-A-D-I-N-G-C-O-N-V-E-R-S-A-T-I-O-N-S at A-L-E-X-S-A-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G.com. See you next week.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.